I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and this is Sports Psychology Today. It's produced in partnership with The Washington Times. For more episodes on our show, go to thewashingtontimes.com. And for more information on the podcast or to advertise with us, go to winnersunlimited.com or email drj at winnersunlimited.com. Our show is about the mental side of sports, and we talk each week in an interview with a guest about mindsets, about attitude, about sportsmanship. I've been a sports psychologist since 1981 in Kansas City. I've been privileged to work with athletes at all levels of competition, from youth sports through high school, the collegiate level, the professional level, and the Olympic level. I work with athletes on a variety of topics from mindsets, sportsmanship, self-confidence, mental preparation. We delve into issues on our show and in my practice to help people become successful. My definition of winning is not about coming in first place. It's about going out and doing your best. I, I believe you can have 100 people enter a race, and if all of those 100 people run their best time, they're all winners. One person comes in first place, but everybody can become successful by learning about how they got better. And each week, we do a show here talking about the mental side of sports. And I have a guest who I talk to about these topics. One of my passions is the world of youth sports. This past year, I authored a book with Kansas City Royals Hall of Fame pitcher Jeff Montgomery and Olympic swim coach Pete Malone is in the Hall of Fame of Swimming about youth sports. It's called Just Let Him Play, Guiding Parents, Coaches, and Athletes Through Youth Sports. And in our book, we talk about a variety of issues about how to make the youth sports experience fun, how to encourage your kids to learn and grow, and enjoy the experience. We talk about the role coaches play, the role parents play. We talk about the importance of communication. We're getting kids involved in youth sports at younger and younger ages now. And unfortunately, winning and being better than everybody else is becoming much more prominent and too much importance is being placed on that instead of the experience. I think youth sports should be about having fun, learning skills, learning fundamentals, and getting better. And today, I'm privileged to have with me a gymnastics coach who's coached for over 30 years. Her name is Kim Fuchs. She coaches at Eagles Gymnastics in Kansas City. She's coached gymnasts at all levels of competition. And Kim and I are going to talk today about this whole topic, about her beliefs, her values, and her, her philosophy on coaching. So, Kim, thank you so much for joining me today. My pleasure. You know, you've been coaching for over 30 years. You've coached gymnasts at all levels of competition. Yes. First of all, tell us your definition of winning, your definition of losing. Well, I tend to agree with a lot of your intro. I think winning and losing can be very um, shaded because somebody is always going to win the gold medal, and they seem like the winner of the meet or whatever uh, sporting event you're in. And yet there are kids down in the second, third, tenth place that had their very best performance they've ever had. And in my opinion and in my, in my gym – those people are just as important as the one that won because we're watching for kids to improve. That's what they want to do, improve in their sport. How do you coach success? How do you coach failure? Well, you know, if a gymnast is successful um, and they win every meet, I had a year where a gymnast actually won every single meet of that year. And when she got to her final meet, which was a um, regional, uh, for her, the highest level meet she'd ever been into, she actually crumbled under the pressure because she had won at every single meet that year and didn't know how to um, deal with the adversity of being in such a big meet and being so nervous about being in such a big meet. How old was she? At the time, she was thir around 13, I would say. 
See, in our book, we have a chapter, a third chapter. It's my favorite chapter in the book. It's called Embracing Failure Can Lead to Fun. Correct. I feel we need to teach kids how to fail. And I don't think, and, and, and here, here's my philosophy on that. If we teach kids that failure is not something you want to do, but something that's inevitable and it's going to happen, and Correct. you have to learn how to handle yourself emotionally, then I think it makes it a lot easier to deal with it and move on from that. That's my point. When this when this child won every single meet during the year, she didn't get that valuable lesson of of actually failing at any meet, uh, and and so she didn't know how to handle it when she got so nervous by the end and so worried about everything. And as the failures were coming in warm up and the failures were coming towards the beginning of the meet, she just couldn't even handle it. I think it's very important that kids go into meets and at times don't do their very best. It makes them reevaluate what they need to do. To to be better at that sport, and they actually do well. Now, parents don't always like that. They want them to win all the time. So you have to have a fine line and, and make sure you talk to everybody about the fact that it's important to win and to lose. So what would you do with that young lady? How would you get her to overcome that? Well, in that particular case, it was pretty difficult because she was into a point where she just could not overcome where she was. And she wanted to quit gymnastics right after that because it was a it was a terrible blow to her ego that she had gone from being the top kid all year to having that kind of failure. So what happened? Uh, unfortunately, she really did quit gymnastics, but she did it based, basically because she just decided that um, – she wanted to do some other things. And funny enough, the child is actually uh, coaching in my gym now. She's not a child anymore. She's now in a, more of an adult. And she's actually coaching in my gym and still speaks to that time in her life and how she probably just should have overcome it. So it was easier to quit because of the yeah. self-confidence issues that yeah. she felt. Yeah, and I point. worked really hard to try to keep her in it and try to let her know that that's just part of the sport is to win and lose at times and things like that. But, you know, it's, it's difficult. That's where I think, in our, you know, today in our society, we place so much emphasis on coming in first place and Agree. being better than everybody and all that, that I don't think we spend enough time helping kids understand, okay, only one team comes in first place. Right. Only one individual comes in first place in the race. But everybody could have learned something about themselves and gotten better no matter what place you come in. Correct. So how do you coach that as a, as a gymnastics coach with young girls? Because they're, they're in these competitions. Let's face it. You go to a competition. These girls want to win, mm -hmm. right? No matter what level they're at, they want to win. So there are four events in gymnastics, balance beam, vault, floor, and bars. Right. How do you get them to handle that situation? So we talk to them. We talk to the girls about the fact that the number one thing that's important is that they um, – get better each time that we want them to continue to grow in their sport sometimes getting better doesn't mean they don't take a fall off the beam sometimes getting better means they're actually going for something new and harder and they don't make it the very first time and to me that's okay that's the way you learn how to make it later on um, but you know you deal with some of the parents that keep scores and they keep scores from meet to meet to meet and all of us know judging in gymnastics is subjective and so you're going to deal with fluctuations in scores so keeping scores from meet to meet and basing your success or failure on whether those scores go up is not is not going to be a very good way to do it okay so as a coach mm -hmm. you have a young lady who you can see is getting better you can see is improving but you hear from her that her, her mom is keeping score all the time and you find out about that what do you do about that as a coach? Actually, I went to a parent one time and I said, you know, this isn't the healthiest way to keep 
you know, success rates on your child because judging is too um, subjective in our sport, and therefore it could be up or down. Uh, an 8-1 that wins at one meet could be a 9-1 at the next meet, and it could be the exact same routine. So it's just not a really great way to decide whether your child is getting better or not. The best way is the eye test. See what they're doing better. See where they're improving. See where they're pointing their toes where they weren't before. Or they're making a kip on bars with straight arms where they weren't making it before. And that's the way to tell if they're improving. You've been coaching for over 30 years. I've been a sports psychologist for over 30 years. I've noticed a change in the pressures on kids today, the expectations on kids today in youth sports. Yes. How do you feel about that? I agree with that. And I think it comes a lot from the adults in their life, not just their parents, but the fact that teachers and coaches and colleges are all saying, you know, you need to be better, and in order to make our team, you need to be at this level, and I think it puts a lot of pressure on kids sometimes. So as a coach, how do you handle that situation? What do you do with the parents who come into your gym and say, listen, you know, our our daughter wants to become a very successful gymnast. She has aspirations of, you know, competing in college, maybe even beyond. What do you say to a parent when they come in? Well, I think it's important that the parent knows that this is a slow cook, not a fast meal. In other words, especially in the sport of gymnastics, kids get started very young in classes. It's a fun sport. It can be done recreationally. So because they show a promise in the sport competitively and we pull them into a competitive program, it's important not to lose that sense of fun. So I think it's important to pa- that parents know that we're going to take this one step at a time and that we're not pushing these kids to be some great athlete by the time they're eight years old, that we want them to just continue to improve as they go along. I love that. You just hit on the word that is is one of my favorite words in sports, fun. Correct. But fun isn't there all the time anymore, is it? Well, it's hard to always have fun, but you definitely need to make... I actually do. My kids will tell you I do crazy things in the gym, but I also believe that I am uh, I, I make them settle down and pay attention when it's appropriate time you know and and uh, yesterday we just had a workout where everything was based around a game you know and um, I believe in bringing out these kids imaginations I let them draw on the on the dry erase boards I make them do pictures if they are successful at doing something I think it needs to be a fun sport This is Sports Psychology Today, and I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. For more episodes, go to thewashingtontimes.com. If you're listening via Apple Podcasts and you like what we do here, give us a review and a five-star rating. And wherever you listen, share this podcast on Twitter and Facebook. Today I'm interviewing gymnastics coach Kim Fuchs. She coaches Eagles Gymnastics in Kansas City. She's been coaching for over 30 years. Two words, Kim, that I like to work on young athletes with that I seem to see when it comes to gymnasts especially, are confidence and fear. Yes. Okay? Gymnastics is a scary sport. Your body's going in positions it's not normally supposed to be in, twisting and turning, doing backflips, back walkovers, all these different things. How do you help a young athlete to overcome fear? And I guess first, tell us what confidence is and what it means to you, and then let's lead that into the fear issue. Well, first of all, just FYI, in my gym, fear is not what we're looking for. Challenge. It's a challenge. The next thing is a challenge, and of course, people are fearful when there's a challenge. But speaking to confidence, I believe there's two stages of confidence. I think when you're working on skills in the gym, adding confidence by making them time after time or getting a correction and making that correction leads to your confidence level. As you get more confident, you become more successful. 
But as you become more successful, the second side of that is as you become more successful in competition, you obviously gain confidence also. So in my book, there's two sides to confidence, but they intertwine very well. So the fear issue, Mm -hmm. and let's face it, in gymnastics, fear is part of the sport Mm -hmm. because you're going to fall. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, yep. whatever, you know. Yeah, we, we, if you think you're not going to fall, you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's yes, right. We, we, we're, it's part of it. Yeah. That's why we're so matted up and we've got, you know, all these great um, ways of keeping the kids safe because you're going to take a fall. That's okay. You just get back up and go again. So Isn't that a great life lesson? I Yes. Fall down and get back up. You, well, you're supposed to. Or, right. or if you don't get back up, you're not going to get back up at That's all. Right. So when you have a young lady in your gym, who is scared of doing a routine, scared of doing it because they've seen somebody else get hurt doing it, scared because they don't want to fall, Mm -hmm. they're afraid of of injury or whatever. How do you build their confidence to overcome that? The best way to ever overcome any kind of challenge they have in the gym like that is to back up, back up to where they feel the most safe. So if they're afraid to do some skill on a high beam, on a beam that's a competition height of beam we take them back and throw some mats under the beam or we take them back to a floor beam where it's lower and down next to the floor where they don't feel as much of that challenge the much of that fear that you call it um, about that skill and hopefully then through a period of time they gain more confidence about it youth sports has changed a lot over the past 10 15 years i would agree with that and parents have become much more involved uh, getting their kids signed up at younger and younger ages. Obviously, in gymnastics, you're coaching a sport where that's okay. Yeah. It's it's fine to start. And you have kids as young as a year old in parent, uh, in parent taught, uh-huh. taught classes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you have kids with their parents doing things. Explain a little bit about what goes on at those young ages. And then tell us about what happens when they move out of the parent child mm-hmm. classes into their own. Okay. So we have a we have what's called a parent taught class and obviously for kids that are 1 year old, 18 months old, these are going to be very basic classes. In other words, the parents going to sit with them and do things with them. We'll set up a mini obstacle course where they go up and over certain things because that's new development for those kids. Up and over, um climbing up a mini rock wall, holding on to a mini rope. Uh, equipment set up for their age and their size but the parent goes along with them and what the teacher does is she shows them what to do with the kids and then the parent actually does the spotting and helping because it's very basic stuff from there at two years old they can get into a class all by themselves what are they what are they learning at that point they're learning just really a couple of things listen to the teacher stand in line wait your turn all those things that are important for them when they go to kindergarten those are important in the sport of gymnastics they're learning movement flexibility they're getting stronger by holding themselves up so all those things are really important at that age today we are finding kids specializing (laughs) in youth sports at younger and younger ages we're seeing an increase in sports injuries from repetitive use we're seeing a lot of athletes burning out at younger and younger ages because they've been doing it for a long time. Now, gymnastics is a sport where really you have four four different, four different events. events. Yeah, so, so it's, it's four different sports. Correct. Okay. Um, how do you coach kids to stay in this sport and to enjoy it and to keep learning and growing and not burn out? Because well, first, it can become something that obviously can happen. The first thing is you have to have fun. If you're not having fun, 
if a kid's not enjoying themselves, and I don't mean the one day when they're struggling with some skill and they go home upset with themselves. I'm talking about overall. If they're not having a good time, they're not going to want to do it. So you have to have fun. So we try to make our our workouts as fun as possible. You know, um, there's an inherent um, amount of of effort and work you have to put in to get good enough to compete at a certain level. So we have to do the numbers, but we do it in a way that makes it more fun for them. You have parents, I'm sure, that bring their daughters into your gym and say, we have aspirations of competing in college, maybe in the Olympics. Yes. Uh, how are you going to get them there? What do you What do you do when you have a parent that comes in and, and brings up something like that i'm sure over over your career that's happened before. there's very few parents that bring their kids in that don't have aspirations for them to go higher in the sport in any sport um it's kind of funny because anytime you talk to anybody they'll say you have any olympians out there you know yeah they're all olympians (laughs) all 750 of them are olympians you know so yes we we um always understand that that's in the background of everybody's mind but in gymnastics, what we do is we just take them a step at a time, and, and we make sure that they stay at the level they need to be and then move them accordingly. The role of parents in youth sports has changed a lot, especially recently. Mm-hmm. And what I'm seeing is there's more and more money in, in, in youth sports now. You have youth competitions. You have all these different things going on. I mean, you know, you've got kids encouraged to start at younger and younger ages. Somebody's making money out there. Yeah, probably. Okay. When do the issues of winning and losing become important in the sport of gymnastics for you? When do the winning and losing, when do they become important? Yes. Well, winning and losing is important all the time, but both of those things are important. It's important to win and it's important to lose and learn from that experience. So from the moment a kid comes into our competitive program, you know, they're probably going to experience a little bit of both, but on a much lesser scale at a younger age. And then obviously it becomes obviously it becomes more as they get better and older. OK, when it, when a young girl fails, when she loses, when she doesn't accomplish her goals, mm-hmm. how do you as a coach help her to learn from that and grow from that and, and, and not want to quit or give up? So I just had a situation where I had a group of kids trying to qualify up a level and they were all in a meet. And out of the 10 girls, one did not make it. And that girl was devastated. And her parents were not very happy either. And off she went out of the gym. And I ran out into the parking lot. And I grabbed them. And I said, you know, the best thing for this child is to stay here, talk to the girls, get involved. The girls will help her. And, you know, the kid went to the next meet a week later and qualified up with flying colors, no problem. So, but excuse me, when you went to the parking lot and mm-hmm. talked to them, how yeah. did they react to you? They said, you know what, we really appreciate you saying that because they assumed probably I was disappointed that she hadn't done it. And they learned a valuable lesson in the fact that I'm not looking for all of them to be the superstars. I'm looking for each kid to grow individually at their own pace. You know, I, I have a saying I've shared with, with you before many times a good coach is a good psychologist, apologist. As a, as a good coach, you have to wear many hats. You do. You have to be a coach. You have to be a guide, a mentor, a psychologist, a disciplinarian, a friend. You're right. Somebody who pats somebody on the back. How do you know which hat to wear with some of these young girls? Because let's face it, some of them don't share a lot of things with you. You don't know. You have to get to know them. So how do you do that? Well, you know, same as any parent. You just do the best you can to read the signs because kids will always tell you everything's okay. Kids will always tell you there's nothing wrong. Kids will always tell you that there's, 
you know, nothing going on. You have Even to when read they're crying. The signs. Yeah, you have to read the signs. And I, that's what I say. I really doubt you'd be standing here crying if, you're, if something wasn't going on. Let's discuss what's happening so I can help you. And after a period of time, hopefully, and it doesn't always work this way because there are kids that are, are very private, but hopefully you break down some of those walls and eventually they're able to share more things with you and it's easier. What do you see as a gymnastics coach, Kim, are some of the barriers to success? And, and when I say success, I'm not talking about coming in first place and winning a gold medal, but just getting better. The ver- the, the, really, the worst one is mental. If they can't overcome their own fears about certain skills or being successful enough to be up into a higher level, that's the number one thing. You, you know and I know that the mental issues can be very challenging. It, I've had kids in my gym that were extremely talented and could have won any meet in the country if they could overcome their feeling that they were terrible at something or their feeling that they w- couldn't overcome a skill. Where does that fear come from? Where does that start, and how does it grow and, 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 and expand? Boy, who knows? I mean, because they're all different. But if you're talking about a single skill, maybe they had an incident where there's something happened where it didn't feel completely right, and even going back to the beginning doesn't seem to shake that fear. You know, it's it's uh, it, it's a difficult thing to do. People are afraid to fly, and you have to learn how to do certain things in order to get on the plane. And other people have no trouble getting on a plane, sitting down, and flying wherever. It's pe- people react differently to different things. Inevitably, in the sport of gymnastics, a young girl is going to get hurt. She's going to fall off the beam, fall off the bars, land awkwardly on her vault. Injuries are part of the sport. How do you help them learn to overcome that and not be so scared of that? Injury is a part of life. You could get hurt walking down the sidewalk. You know, the only way to ensure you're not getting hurt is don't get out of bed in the morning. You know, that's really the only way. So this is just going to be one of many challenges they will have. So we discuss that with them. And, you know, we talk about the fact that you can fall. We teach them to fall properly, but you're still going to fall. And you're right. Things are going to happen in any sport in any way. Um, So... It's something you have to just work on on a daily basis. You've been coaching for over 30 years. You've coached girls at all levels. What do you see in, in, the, in the sport of gymnastics and specifically in youth sports today that's changed from when you began? I think the loyalty factors changed a lot. I mean, I think that kids these days tend to not feel the loyalty that they used to, and they don't have the same um, drive to work the same way. A lot of the parents these days are handing their kids more things than they did back in the 90s. And so they felt like they didn't get everything as they were growing up, so they're giving it all to their own children. So are you talking about entitlement? Yeah, the kids don't don't feel the same need to... to work as hard and do what they need to do because their parents can always step in and make it okay for them. So so in yeah. our in our in relationship to that in our book Just Let Them Play we talk about the coach parent athlete official bo- athletic box. Mm-hmm. Used to just be the coach parent athlete triangle but we've thrown officials in there cuz they have a big role in this. How do you get a young athlete to achieve balance? and to grow and to learn to become successful as a coach? Well, I try to go with what's worked for me before. I think it's important that kids learn certain values, and that is respect for their coaches and their and their teammates. I think they need to learn time management, discipline, all of those things. And I tend to stay kind of old school on that, and therefore they learn to be very disciplined. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and today I've been interviewing Kim Fuchs. She's a gymnastics coach in Kansas City at Eagles Gymnastics. 
Kim, this has been fascinating talking with you. You've, you've really added some great expertise and knowledge to our listeners. People would like to get a hold of you. How can they reach you? So at uh, www.eaglesgymnastics.com is one way. You can also call the gym at 816-941-9529. Before we finish, tell us your definition of fun. Oh, boy, we have fun in all kinds of ways. So we take something that's very serious that they have to work on that day, and we make it into a game. It's really important that you just always are laughing and enjoying the, the day. That's great. That's a great, great way to attend our shows here today. I want to thank you so much for joining me today. My pleasure. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and you've been listening to Sports Psychology Today. It's produced in partnership with The Washington Times. For more episodes, go to WashingtonTimes.com. And for more information on the podcast or to advertise here, go to my website, which is WinnersUnlimited.com, or email me at drj at WinnersUnlimited.com. Whoever you're listening, please check in again for our latest episode. Thanks so much and have a great day.